Hi, hello, good morning, good evening, magandang umaga, magandang hapon, hola todos, welcome to First World Manila Podcast. It's been a while, um, I'm your host, Ramon Rodrigo Roberto Calao Cuenca, CFA, uh, founder and director of First World Manila, and for all of you just joining in now, First World Manila is a brand a digital brand that is what I call an aspirational advocacy. So it's sort of providing, it's sort of like a lifestyle brand that uses digital media and artwork and you know, digital media, including vlogging and podcasting to get people interested in sort of long-term solutions to help fix the Fili Manila and the Philippines. Um, obviously we've, We've talked about things like long-term economic planning and long-term urban planning and underlying it all, sort of building a, a stronger sense of national identity so things get actually done and completed and really help us over the long term. Um, so this is, uh, I haven't released a new podcast in a very long time. Um, a, a lot's happened. Uh, between my last fully recorded podcast, if you if you didn't notice um, from previous episodes, I was kind of hinting that there was a lot of stuff going on uh, for me personally, and um, I should just be honest with it. My my mother got very ill in the middle of this past year. Uh, she was diagnosed with with, uh, with cancer, and um, she got very ill, and she passed away in October. So between the months of July and October, it's been a very turbulent time for for me and my family. And as you can imagine, I haven't had much time to really get back on track with uh, putting out a a, um, a more, I guess, sorry, it's really late at night. It's, it's like 12.20 in the morning. Uh, a more mm, consistent output of content for this uh, brand for those reasons and yeah obviously this is a very a lot of tough things have happened um, and um, I'm working now and getting back into it although I must say that her my mother's passing has influence um, excuse me has impacted a lot of what I'm doing so I've had to make a lot of adjustments in all of my businesses and, ende and endeavors including first with Mandela um, uh, right now, I do want to keep the podcast because the podcast seems to be going really well. A few of the other things like doing the artwork and the vlog, probably not so much. Um, I am finishing one more full vlog uh, that I'm going to uh, publish as soon as it's done. But other than, than that, excuse me, other than that, um, I really just want to focus on the first with Manila podcast for the time being. Um, as I'm quite busy with a lot of other things going on right now, um, and also because a lot of people seem to like seem to like the podcast, uh, I've had over a thousand downloads, so I'm pretty surprised and pretty happy. Uh, thank you so much for your support. Um, I will talk about what happened in the past few months, um, maybe next episode. Uh, it's it's a little it's a little personal. I really want to make sure it comes out correct because uh, my mom had a huge impact on my life and my view of the world and her and her family have really impacted me and one reason why you even why you even listen to, to this vlog is because of her and her and her and her lineage 
um, which I'll get to again in, in the next episode. So uh, it really, her, her influence on me and her passing um, is truly relevant to First World Manila. And so again, you'll see that uh, I think in the next episode. Uh, but for this episode, um, I'm, I want to focus on something that's probably a bit more topical, which is my reaction to a, a recent uh, YouTube video I saw a few days ago. So um, I don't know how many of you are familiar with John Oliver. He's a late night uh, comedy host in the U.S., um, I'm a pretty big fan of his. I think he's he's normally really on point and really funny, and and you know he can give very balanced points of view, um, but sometimes not. And actually, before I should before I go forward with this, I want to just give some background. Uh, John Oliver is sort of, I mean his 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 kind of brand of comedy, which is sort of. Uh, commenting on politics and things like that um, and making it making light out of it uh, was he's sort of a he's not the first person who's done it he's sort of a he would be a protege of of the kind of the uh, the original person who really mastered this format who is John Stewart uh, these are all US uh, you know US or US based uh, comedians who sort of lampooned the news and everything like that uh, and a lot of the times they're on point but the problem with uh with um, sort of John Stewart and John Oliver and their ilk is that uh, a lot of them tend to lean very liberal and to the point where, where they can, they tend to, in my opinion, and maybe the opinion of some other people, they tend to sort of make things, to make things more digestible and impactful and funnier. They sort of uh, kind of glance over some of the more complex issues of politics that they're talking about which uh isn't good because a lot of these these comedians are very popular and they get they have viewerships in the millions and a lot of and even some people just get their news from these comedians and it's not it's not good because it's not supposed to, it's not it's not actual journalism it's it's comedy and i i want to get to that in, a, in a, later on this in this podcast but suffice it to say that uh uh it's Normally, you know, I, I tend to avoid politics in this uh, in this podcast, and politics, of course, are very important. But again, I'm I, norm I normally talk about about long term issues that have to be done regardless of who becomes president in the Philippines. But this is something that I think is really important, and I'm kind of going to wade myself a little bit into politics, just a little bit, like stick my toe in the water, but not really. Not really talk, you know, but not wade and go swimming in it or and things like that. Um, I just think it's very important because uh, John Oliver um, has a has a show called I said last last week tonight, yeah, last week tonight with John Oliver on HBO, and it's he also has a YouTube channel which you can check out if you're not familiar, but uh, he's. He's very popular in the U.S. and around the world. I'm sure he has, he has viewers here in the Philippines. Uh, so again, it, uh, even if he's a comedian, he, he does influence with how people think. Um, and so what? how is this relevant to First World Manila? Well, <clears throat> recently he, had, he published a video on authoritarianism around the world, and including the U.S. 
So obviously talking about Putin and in Russia, for example, or and um, Trump, of course, and um, was it Hungary? I think it was Hungary. I can't. I'm sorry. It's, it's really late that I can't think. But a few other countries, uh, and of course uh, the Philippines with Duterte. Um, so I, I want to. I sort of want to react to his, the way he presents the sort of the the situation with Duterte here in the Philippines and sort of kind of talk about what I think are the dangers of, of this kind of brand of comedy. Um, and before I, again, before, again, before I continue, I just want to say I'm just talking about the Philippines and uh, sometimes there's a risk in painting all these, all these different countries with a, with, in broad brushstrokes because again, these are, maybe there are some similarities between these different countries and maybe there are some differences. So that's something that people have to be aware of. But again, like, even with this segment, uh, he's sort of painting very broad strokes for these, you know, these different countries, which, you know, isn't always good. Um, so let's start. The first thing I want to say is that, you know, I'm, I'm the furthest thing from a Duterte supporter. And there, the, of course, the criticism against human rights abuses, abuses, excuse me, is valid. It's very valid, and I, I think the killing should stop. And there's got to, we have to rein this, these things in. And I think it's wrong. Um, but going after it the way uh, John Oliver does, and it means it's weird because he's, he's not just making fun of it, but he also gets people, um, you know, outraged or, or angry about things. That, that, and that's why this kind of brand of comedy works so well because you're not just laughing, but you get people angry about things, and it's not always good. I mean. Negative emotions tend to get people more riled up and can, and, uh, and um, what's the word? Get them more riled up and engaged with the issues. But it's not always good because it's negative, and it's you might you might risk having people end up seeing the world in black and white and not providing constructive solutions to the problem. And so that's why I think uh, even even though this is a comedy, like he should he should know better than this and. I'll get that in a second, but basically it wasn't constructive. So again, I'm not a Duterte supporter, but I think this sort of lampooning of the, situ the, the situation here with Duterte is not, it's not helpful, okay? Um, so in the, in the segment on authoritarianism, which again, you should watch, you know, watch it after this podcast, uh, uh, John Oliver is sort of laughing, you know, Again, sort of being a comedian, which is which is fine, but uh, I, I get to a but it gets to a point in the in the um, in the video where he say, he actually starts talking about some key traits of authoritarianism and authoritarians, which it's this is the part where and this is the part where he's kind of getting into into trouble in my view because. You're a comedian. You're not like a political scientist, or not that I know of, at least. Or at least, if you're gonna start putting in educational stuff, then you should cite your sources, or you know, be more, have more integrity about it. But like, when you start say, when you start saying, if you're a comedian, you start saying, um, there are these, these are the reasons why, or these, are, these are, these are some of the key reasons why, or or key features of authoritarianism, which is what he was saying. Then you're into trouble because then you're automatically taking a position where you're. You're trying to educate people on things, but you're not—you're not an educator. You're not someone who's who's well versed in these fields. You're a comedian, 
right? So this is where he's slipping into tricky territory. Anyway, so he he talks about three things, which are th again not all the things that define authoritarianism or the traits that the traits about them, but they're they're key things. The first is the the first key thing he talks about is projecting strength. Um, and again, he's he's looking at uh, author authoritarians around the world and uh, um, giving examples of that. Okay. Um, second is demonizing enemies. And the third thing he talks about is dismantling institutions. So these are the three main sort of points that John Oliver is talking about in his in his um in his in in this in this in this uh, comedy segment or skit he was doing uh, or whatever the right word for that is um, okay so let's just go over that and see how it applies to the, the, the situation here in the Philippines okay so projecting strength yeah you I mean Duterte is definitely um, doing that uh, he actually Oliver actually showed like a, a clip that <laughs> Duterte actually put out where uh, he's saying that he was telling basically drug, I guess, dr criminals or things like that, that this Christmas could be your last. And I remember that. I mean, it's a good satire that, that Oliver did. But it's sort of like, yeah, people are scared. They're looking for strength. But, like, why are they scared? It's just what he doesn't really talk about. Like, why would people be looking for strength? They feel threatened uh, by whatever external... Um, you know, threat there is, or whether it's real or imagined, if the incumbents hadn't been making them feel safe in the first place. And I mean, as many of you know, because many of you, I, I know I'm pretty sure most of my listeners are Filipino, um, you, you just have to drive around anywhere in this, in this country, you'll see most people are, they, they're, not, they're not safe. And again, I don't agree, I don't necessarily agree with, with the, the voting of Duterte, but like, I can see where they're coming from. Um, so of course you want someone who, who makes you feel safe. You want to, you you want someone who's, who makes who makes you feel secure. Okay, number two, uh, key no, key thing number two, demonizing enemies. Uh, so uh, one important part of this segment, uh, Oliver talks about like if a real threat isn't present for these people, for for voters, uh, a strong strongman will make them up. And you know that might be true in some situations. Uh, but again, in the Philippines, like people here, like are you know are not are are not feeling safe, and you and I both know that. You know, people do not feel safe, and again, maybe certainly maybe the way Duterte goes about it isn't right at all. But but um, but it's you can't you can't. Uh, You can't just blindly say that all these threats that people are feeling are imagined. Again, like, and again, like he he does with, without ever cutting the footage of the act of the way people live here in the Philippines. Because if he did that, it would it would uh, sort of maybe weaken his argument and make what he's saying less impactful or less sort of rage-inducing or even or funny, you know. Because um, again, nuance, maybe it is that nuance and gray, gray areas kind of kills comedy maybe, or it kills caricatures, that's for sure. Maybe that's why he was avoiding, the, avoiding more, the, you know, more nuanced issues of these problems. Okay.
And I want to get to that a bit more a bit later. Uh, number three, dismantling institutions. <laughs> okay, that might that might be true with Trump. Um, you know, he does provide a, a valid critique against Trump for dismantling institutions in the U.S. But like in the Philippines, like like what institutions? I mean, institutions here have not historically been strong. That's one reason why we're we're poor in the first place. I mean, you look at the justice system where where there are cases that last for decades and there's a backlog, for example, this is one example. And I'm not, I'm not blaming any one particular individual or people who work in these institutions. I and mean, there, there are a lot of good people, but in general, they're not, just, they're not strong and they're not capable. In a poor country like the Philippines, they're not capable to begin with of, of even being strong. So like what, how strong are these institutions? And like uh, in the case of the Philippines, they've probably been, been co-opted even before Duterte came along by, by previous presidents or, oh, I don't want to say presidents, but like by previous politicians or people in position of power, you know. So, yeah, maybe Duterte is co-opting these institutions. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Um, I'll, I'll let you read all the journalists uh, and reporting on that. Um, but <laughs> he's not the only one who's, if he has been doing that, if he has been doing that, he's not the only one who's been doing that historically. I mean, Come on, let's be real here. Okay. And uh, even the killings, the extrajudicial killings under Duterte, yeah, it, it's really bad. But, like, it's not like, I mean, he, he didn't set the president for this. It's, this has been happening even in previous administrations, too. Maybe not to the same scale, but, like, it's been happening nonetheless. So, like, the reason why it's important to mention these things is because, like, the way that John Oliver talks about... Uh, the way he the way he presents the, the situation here, at least, is that it comes across like things were just great, and all of a sudden everyone's stupid and voted for this guy, um, and now we look at what he's doing. You know, it, it's not like that. Um, um, and here's the, here's the thing that really really uh, got me going with this uh, for the Philippines in particular. Um, he sort of uh, he, he John Oliver or, or his producers or writers whoever uh, just uh, took a, a snippets of two, of two interviews of two uh, well two groups of Filipinos here uh, asking why they, basically they are answering why they support uh, Duterte right um, the number the first the first interview was saying that the Filipinos need discipline um, you know yeah I mean obviously like if you present Duterte as like all these killings and saying, oh, I'm supporting him because Filipinos need discipline, it, it's it's kind of stupid, right? It makes the guy look like an idiot. But if you show how, again, how how like no one, very few people follow the law here and how, how dangerous it is for most people, then maybe you might not agree with this interview, but you can see where he's coming from. He's not a complete moron, right? Again, because institutions are weak, there's no discipline in this country. And you know, no, not every, no, people don't always follow the law, nor is it always enforced, right? If you if you start adding those things and, and showing what life is like for most people here, you know, the, the guy, this interviewee, interviewee number one, looks looks less out of touch with reality, right? And again, I don't think I agree with him, but you can see where he's coming from. Uh, number two, interview number two. I think one of, there were these two girls, and one of them said, you know, every, the media always focuses on the killing, but not on all this good infrastructure stuff that's happening. Uh, and obviously, like, yeah, the killings are really bad. And the way she said that probably wasn't the... I don't know what she meant when she said that. Uh, maybe she what she meant to say was that 
maybe maybe she did say the killing, mean the killings are bad, but you have to, you have to like balance it with the fact. And again, I'm not saying she's right that he's try he's actually trying to do things to change things here. Um, so I mean, and again. Uh, I mean, Oliver kind of made a joke like, oh, look at that nice bridge or something like that about like him kill it, killing these people, but look at the nice bridge. But like, but like, again, like infrastructure is one of the reasons. I mean, it's, it's widely known, at least it's, a, it's I think it's almost consensus that like our poor infrastructure is one reason why we're poor and our lack of infrastructure and the lack of political will to historically to get to get any meaningful urban planning or infrastructure planning done here. Is, and, you know. You know, create more businesses, and, and and by ripple effect, create more businesses. Even have maybe even have more foreign investors come in here. Like that's why we're poor, and that's why institutions maybe, and then and that's why people, you know, don't set themselves up for something higher. And hence, when they work with the government, the institutions are weak, and you know, it's it's a vicious cycle. Uh, but again, like Oliver doesn't bring this up because, and and I know, I mean, yes, he's a comedian, but like you're sort of you're sort of you're you're swaying people to see things in black and white. Um, so again, obviously, obviously, I, we should stop these. The, the killings are wrong; they're evil. But you, this, where this woman is coming for, from, is that like, like we've been miserable for so long. At least this guy is getting things done, or at least he appears to. I don't know if that's true because, uh, uh, from what I understand, our our infrastructure is not even really improving that much I don't know maybe it's changed recently but the last I checked uh, it's still it's still hard I mean it's, it's sort of these are sort of deep-rooted problems in our society um, so again when you take things out of context like that and you don't show that where these people are coming from and it's like you know what again context matters and you know who I, I got that from I got that I mean that saying I got that from John Stewart sort of the, the progenitor of this kind of of this kind of uh, c comedy, like context matters. But again, like when John Oliver puts out this piece, his protege puts out this piece, like there's no context, at least in the Philippines, to, what, to what's going on, you know? Um, it's like you, without the context, these people look like complete idiots, you know, who, who are complete morons. And you're, you're turning them, again, I mentioned this earlier, you're turning them into caricatures. And it's so easy to, it's easy to laugh and make fun of caricatures when in fact real life is not like that a lot of the times it's real life is not like that so you're oh, it's like you're pointing at these people and laughing at them you know like you don't know what their lives are like you don't know you know you don't know how miserable people are here uh, you know you're just, you're just picking and choosing to, to like I don't know what it's for to prove a point or or make it, or make it so that your content is digestible and can make people laugh and you know make people like your videos. Like this is a problem with media. These, with, with this is a problem with media, by the way. Um, uh, I, I will say that towards the end of this segment uh, of this video on uh, of John Oliver's video on, on excuse me on authoritarianism around the 18 minute mark, he does acknowledge that the U.S. is a different country. These and uh, and that um, institutions there are not the same as in the Philippines. So he's kind of halfway covering his ass because again he he talks about the nuance in the U.S. but not the nuance in the Philippines. Um, but again, this you're you're it's I wonder if this is a form of, elite, of elitism because like you're 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 making the U.S. an exception whether you maybe consciously or not. 
but you're painting all these countries, these other these poorer countries with with broad with broad brushstrokes, um, and you wonder why there's a backlash against uh, against the liberal elite, which I'm which I identify with, by the way. Like I consider myself part of the liberal elite. I I generally agree with a lot of you know a, a lot of uh, uh, John Oliver's politics uh, for the most part, but but something like this, it's like you're giving you're giving us a bad name and again like the word liberal conservative elite you know it's it's uh it means different things to different people too um uh so just to make you just to make it clear and again i, I maybe this is one of the few episodes i will ever talk about my own politics i am definitely socially progressive but i'm economically probably somewhere in the middle um but I, and that would, I feel like that kind of makes me more like a mainstream elite person who went to like a good college and, you know, had a high paying job, you know. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, and you wonder why there's a backlash against us um, and why, why, being, why people are being, why some people, I mean, there's some people believe and I don't know how true it is. Uh, that the world is getting more more polarized more than ever. Maybe that's true in the U.S. Maybe that's true here. I don't know. Um, I'm sure someone's done a deep study on that, but I haven't. I don't have it on me right, uh, right away. But at least there's a perception that that's happening. Um, okay. And then here's the thing. Okay. Now the defense could be just you know uh, don't take it so seriously. John Oliver is just a comedian. But come on, like. There have been reports that a lot of people get their news from late night comedians and also social media. Not a, not always a good thing either, right? But again, you can't co-opt the news like this and make caricatures out of people, and you know, and not expect there to be a negative effect to this. It's like you, you can't have your you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like, yeah, you made the trade off of. Going after go for of political satire and sort of boiling things to black and white, just to get a lot of more laughs and to make something more or infuriating or outrageous or really get people riled up about stuff while they're laughing, but you can't absorb absolve yourself of of, of responsibility. If you're going to start taking if you're going to start taking a journalistic and educational tack, which is what Oliver did with these three three key points, like you have to say like you have to set your sources. You have to if you're gonna take steps towards journalism, you gotta have journalistic journalistic integrity, right? I think if you're an actual professional journalist, like I'm sure there are courses, and again, I'm not a journalist, but I'm sure there are courses taught about ethics and integrity. But you know, you can't, you, you can't highlight that if you're just, if you, by by just being a comedian by saying, oh, I'm just a comedian. It's almost like it's almost like the Facebook problem. Um, so I've been following Facebook a, a lot recently with the the news and everything about the company and like. Their, their sort of defense before was like when all these sort of negative things have been happening in the world because of their platform. Like, oh, we're just a technology platform. We're not a media company. But you know what? You are a media company. When you, when your algorithm starts feeding people views that conform to them, yes, you are a media company. And you can't, you can't absorb, absorb yourself in their responsibility. And in fact, that's sort of what Facebook's been going through right now. They're hiring more moderators. I don't know if they're hiring more moderators, but they're hiring more and they're costs are going up because they have to rein in what's going on with their platform. So that's the same example, like uh, that's on a macro level, but on a micro level, if you're a comedian, if you're like a late night comedian that does, you know, political comedy like this or political satire or whatever you want, whatever the proper word is, um, you have to take responsibility too. Uh, 
And I can't believe, I know Stanley passed away, but I'm going to quote Spider-Man, of all things, with great power comes great responsibility. You know, you're influencing billions of people, you know, and you can't just say, oh, I'm just doing it to make them laugh. Like, you you get people worked up about things, and you, you kind of do these sort of boiler boilerplate, you know, segments or, you know, create things that are just more in black and white, you're, you're going to, you're risk, you're going to risk inform, um, misinforming these people and they might end up voting uh, for things which they, you know, they might end up supporting people who have like black and white views on the world as well because of this without, without taking into account like maybe more deep rooted problems that have to be solved. You know, this, this is what I have. This is the problem I have against this and this, and this is a problem when you, and this is, you know what, like, when you have social media, because again, or media that's easily available, because again, you can watch John Oliver on YouTube. When you have that and you have a, and you have people who are incentivized to, to create polarizing content or get people worked up, and then you have democracies, that's like a recipe for trouble. <laughs> but that's the way we are, like in, in, in the Philippines, in the U.S., and other places, that it's, it, it's almost a recipe, it's like a cocktail for, for problems in my point of view. Okay, so what can be done? Well, if you're a comedian, like I guess you're gonna have to work hard at your material to work in, to work the nuance in. Um, you know, maybe there should be some ethics ta taught for late night comedians, or you know, some sense of some journalistic standards, right? Uh, or at least cite cite what you're doing, or cite another point of view, and try to try not to be as biased as possible. Because at the end of the day, like you're you're no longer just a comedian. You're 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 doing late night comedy with, with a uh, political satire with elements of journalism in it, and you know that's it's it, again it's it's not good. Um, okay, let's see. I'm just going through the last of my notes before I crash. I'm really tired. Um, just a lot again. A lot's been happening in my own life. Um, so, and, and people have brought this up before. You know, I'm I generally like you know, John Oliver, and I find him on point for a lot of things, but like, but like, the problem is also like, you end up, when you find someone, you know, he seems like a very likable, nice guy, and a very likable person, but like, when you keep hearing from someone who's a likable person, you might think that they're always right about every issue, which, that, that you know, that could be a problem, but even for me, I mean, maybe, maybe for my followers, maybe you like me, but I might not be always right on every issue, I, I like to think I am, but you can always disagree with me, but like, you, you, maybe you should. You should even hold me up because I'm creating media myself. You should hold up, me, hold me up to scrutiny as well. But the problem is that when you're when you when you're doing comedy, you're you're making people laugh. You're likable. Like people might might think you're right about everything. You know, um, we can't give people a pass just because they're funny and likable. That's the same thing. If, you know, even if you're liberal, like it's the same thing for like a Trump supporter or a Duterte supporter, like. Maybe they, they, you, from their point of view, they're giving, they're giving those people a pass too because they're funny or they're likable, you know? Um, yeah. I wonder if political uh, late night com comedians are becoming a liberal version of, of like Fox News and things like that. And it's, it's a, this is more of a global, global issue, but still it has relevance here in the Philippines. Okay, that's, that's it for today's episode. Before I forget, um, I'm going to give you a our Tagalog Spanish uh, dictionary vocab. So today's vo word is for the for the word journalist. Mama hayag, in uh, in Tagalog and periodista, el periodista, la periodista en español. So remember to, you know, 
you know, aside from aside from Tagalog, if you're a Tagalog speaker, remember to remember to practice your Spanish. That's part of our national culture as well. Um, okay, uh, that's it. I will I will try to get this uh, podcast back on a, on a on a weekly format. Probably start releasing new episodes on every Tuesday um, because uh, you guys seem to like it. Um, and I'm getting downloads and. Um, uh, I probably can't do too much artwork anymore because I'm focusing on a few other things and a few other and another business of mine, which is which I'm really ramping up. But this podcast, because it's relatively easy to do uh, and you seem to like it, I will continue. Um, but I hope you don't mind if I uh, also use it as a platform to sort of advertise my own other projects that are my actual businesses, so I can, uh, um, you know, pay pay for the roof over or the ceiling and roof over my head okay uh thank you so much um have a nice day and i will hopefully see you next week ingat kayo